Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today, we finish up the book of Daniel with chapters 10 through 12, Rabbit Trails. My favorite verse from this season in my life is in our reading today. It is Daniel 10, 12. Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard. This is part of my testimony of what the Father has done in my life, how He breathed new life into my dry bones and brought water into the desert of my spiritual life. Ricky and I realized some years back that we were relying on others to read the Bible for us rather than to study it directly for ourselves, and we set out to correct this grievous error on our part. From the very beginning, in the beginning, Yahweh met us in our reading and guided us through His Word. Light bulbs went off daily as He revealed His character, wisdom, and will to us through these precious pages. We are told that when we seek Him with all our heart, we will find Him, and that, like all of His Word, has proven true. I have a list of verses for you to look up. Deuteronomy 4, verse 29, Proverbs 8, verse 17, Jeremiah 29, verse 13, Matthew 7, verse 7, Luke 11, verse 9, and Acts 17, verses 24 through 28. Chapters 10 through 12 in Daniel read as one continuous story, so it's easiest if you just ignore the chapter numbers. As Daniel has his vision, it is important to note that he is not asleep. He's fully conscious when this takes place. Who is it that appears before Daniel? A lot of people teach and believe that it is either Yahweh or Messiah, but there's a good bit of evidence against this. First of all, the messenger has Daniel stand back up rather than kneel or lay prostrate before him. Messengers of Yahweh do not allow themselves to be worshipped. However, were it the father or some visage of him, we would most certainly kneel or lay prostrate before the presence, and Yahweh would not correct this behavior. Secondly, the messenger says, I have been sent. Yahweh would not send himself. Third, the messenger says he was held up because of a battle, and that another being, Michael, came to help him. Yahweh would not need help, and nor would Messiah. And fourth, although I'm sure there's more evidence in this passage than just these, When we see Daniel addressing the messenger as Lord, it is not the all-caps Lord, which so many translators have put in the text after choosing to remove Yahweh's personal name. Nor is it a capitalized Lord that one would use when addressing Messiah, but an all-lowercase Lord, used as a general show of reverence. Daniel 10 verse 14 tells us that this vision is for Daniel's people, which, which are Israel. We, as believers, saved by grace and seeking to follow and serve Yahweh, are grafted into that. Insight to glean. We see in these passages today that there are spiritual battles being fought that we know nothing of, while we fight our own battles in the realm that we reside in. We see more references to the abomination that makes desolate, or the abomination of desolation. 
There is a very significant historical account of an incident referred to as this very thing in the book of Maccabees. This is considered part of the biblical canon for some churches, but has been removed from most Protestant Bibles. This is not to say that branches who have this in their Bible are better than or that Protestants are less than. Goodness knows, when we hold any one of us or any of today's churches up to the straight line of the Bible, we clearly fall short, albeit in assorted ways. We have several mentions of Michael, your prince. This could be the angel Yahweh had originally assigned to Israel in Exodus 23, verses 20 through 26. From further reading in Daniel 12, 1, we see that this is possible. I want to point out again that a true angel of Yahweh will not allow themselves to be worshipped, nor are we to pray to them. They are servants and messengers of the one true God, and all worship should be directed to Yahweh as is his due. Angel worship is not of Yahweh, and, quote, angels that allow it are not angels. Daniel 12, verse 4, is a verse which many point to in order to say that the end times are nearer when it says that knowledge will increase. How has knowledge increased? Check out the chart below. It was only about 100 years ago that nearly 90% of the world population was illiterate. Even if someone had access to a Bible, they would have been unable to read it and therefore relied upon priests and pastors to read it for them and tell them what the Word said. Obviously, this worked out okay in some cases and not so much in others. Fast forward just a little over 100 years into the future, and not only is the world over 90% literate, but we now have unprecedented access to the Bible. We can read it in multiple translations. We can see the original Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek, depending on the book. And we can literally hold it in the palm of our hand and search the entirety of the text with a touch of our finger. At no time in history has mankind had such access to the Word as we do now. Luke 12.48 reminds us, To whom much is given, much is required. So what are we doing with this access? If you're reading this, you are answering the call of the Holy Spirit. A great awakening is happening. His people are returning to His Word, and as a result, we're returning to Him. And with that, we have completed another book. Rock Hazak. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21. We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.